grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, on this day when we emphasize God as the Holy Trinity, there is one thing that we must admit right at the start. We cannot even begin to comprehend or understand the Holy Trinity. Three separate and distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each of them fully and equally God, but not three gods, one God. We cannot begin to understand or comprehend the Holy Trinity. We can only describe the Holy Trinity using what God has given us as he reveals to us knowledge about himself in the scriptures. And when we see the qualities and characteristics of God in the scriptures, namely that he is all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere present, loving, and merciful, in today's lessons in particular, we see that the triune God is the God of life. Each of the three persons of the Trinity work to bring us life. First of all, in the Old Testament lesson, we see that the triune God is the author of all life. In the first two verses of our Old Testament lesson, which are the first two verses in Scripture, we see the Father and the Holy Spirit there at the very beginning of creation. And if we were to read in the first chapter of the Gospel according to John, we would see that the second person of the Trinity, the pre-incarnate Son of God, is also right there at the beginning of creation. And in fact, we would learn that through him, all things were made that were made. This God of life simply speaks the word, and life comes into a being that was not in existence before. And if we were to read all of Genesis chapter 1, we would see that that life includes all the life that exists on this earth and includes all that is necessary to support and sustain all life on this earth. And we would see that it also includes Adam and Eve, created in the image of God, perfectly aligned and in harmony with God and with his will. And it's clear that God, looking out over all of his creation, was pleased with what he had made. Time and time again through Genesis chapter 1, God surveys what he has made on each day and concludes that it is good. And at the end of the sixth day, he looks out over everything that he has created and concludes that it is very good. It was very good indeed. All of creation was in harmony with its creator. All the different forms of life were in harmony with their creator and with one another. It was very good indeed, all of this life that God had created. But as we know, 
what was very good before long became very bad. Adam and Eve chose not only to know good, but to know evil as well. The father of lies deceived them, and all of a sudden there was not only life, but there was also death, the penalty for sin, just as God had warned. And from that point on, death began its march through God's creation of life. Cain killed Abel, taking the gift of life from him. And as we read in the book of Genesis, Adam lived 930 years and then he died. And Seth, the son of Adam and Eve, lived for 912 years and then he died. And so on and so on and so on. As death continued to march through God's creation of life. And that march continues in our day as well. Murder has become such a common thing that there are times it doesn't even make the top story on the evening news any longer. And while estimates vary, it is estimated that approximately 55 million children in our country alone have had the gift of life taken from them before they've had the opportunity to take their first breath. Internationally, terrorists continue to plot and plan more devious and dangerous ways to kill more and more people. And even here in our own St. Paul's family, we know only too well the grief and sorrow that death brings, especially over the past few months. But the God of life was determined that death was not going to have the final say. Right there in the Garden of Eden, he promised Adam and Eve that he would send one who would crush the head of Satan. And in our second lesson for today, we see the fulfillment of that promise. The second person of the triune God, God incarnate Jesus Christ, comes to bring life in the midst of death. In Peter's sermon at Pentecost, in our second lesson, he tells us that it was according to God's prearranged plan and foreknowledge that Christ would be delivered up and put to death. In Jesus Christ, the God of life voluntarily, willingly dies so that we, who by our nature were destined for death, might live. And yet, in spite of everything that Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, we would still be dead in our trespasses and sins if it were not for the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who works through the Word of God to create faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Faith that is like an outstretched hand that receives all the blessings of forgiveness and life from God that Christ has obtained for us on the cross. And in the third lesson for this morning, Christ gives the marching orders for the church and for the working of that Holy Spirit when he tells his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit 
and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Just as that God of life merely spoke the word and brought life into existence that hadn't existed before in the creation of the world, so also the Holy Spirit works through the word of God to bring new life, abundant life, eternal life into existence where it had not existed before. Specifically in baptism, that which is referred to in Scripture as the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit works through the Word of God. And the result is we have faith and trust in Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, and we are made heirs of eternal life. And it's that same Spirit that continues to work through that same Word to nurture and strengthen this new life that we have been given giving us new understanding about this new life and all that it entails, and forming and shaping our lives, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, so that they will be consistent with this new life. And above all, keeping us strong in our faith, strong in this new life, both here and on into eternity. Each of the three persons of the triune God have worked and continue to work to bring us life. Back in August of 2015, the New York Times published an interview that they conducted with the broadcast legend Larry King. He was 82 years of age at that time. And unfortunately, that interview revealed how little hope there is if you're facing matters of life and death apart from Jesus Christ and apart from the God of life. During that interview, Larry King revealed that he has arranged that at the moment of his death, he is to have his body frozen and then thawed out many years later after a cure is found for whatever it is, that's going to take his life. It's called the science of cryonics, or sometimes referred to as cryogenics. And off to the side, when the interview was over, Larry King told the interviewer, Mark Leibovich, that frankly he thought all of these people associated with cryonics were, in his words, nuts. But he said, at least I can face death with a shred of hope. A shred of hope? That's not what the God of life wants for Larry King. It's not what he wants for you or for anyone else. He wants you to live full of hope, full of trust, full of confidence, full of encouragement. For as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep, meaning that just as Christ has been physically, bodily raised and is today in the very presence of the Father, so will many, many, many more, including you, including me, including all who die with faith and trust in Jesus Christ. As Christ himself said, I am the resurrection and the life, 
He who believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. By his death, Christ has destroyed and conquered death. And by his rising once again, he has brought life and immortality to light for all people. And so on this day, when we marvel at the complexity of God, the fact that he is three persons, yet one God, so complex that we cannot even begin to understand it, let us also give thanks and praise to God that he is the God of life, that all three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have worked and continue to work to give us life. Thanks be to God that the triune God is also the God of life. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. We stand to sing the canticle. <laughs>